I draw your attention to our text tonight. It's found in Luke chapter 2 and the verse, well, we read verses 28 to 32. Then took him, he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. I want to consider tonight Simeon's message about Christ. Simeon's message about the Christ child that he is now holding in his arms. I say a message, but it really is a prayer to God because it starts off, Now lettest, Lord, thy servant. So he's really talking to God. It's a prayer. We could even call it a song. There are several hymns or four or five hymns and songs that Luke deals with in the infancy narratives, and this is, one of, this is the last. And so it's a praise, and it's characterized by blessing God. He, he blessed God and said, so it's a prayer, and it's a song. But now, of course, when he blesses God, I want you to understand that he's not adding anything to God when he blesses God. God is infinitely blessed in himself. He doesn't need any more blessing. He is the one who gives all blessing, and he's the source of blessing, and he cannot be blessed, literally speaking. No, but he can be praised for his blessing. He can be thanked for his blessing, and we can tell him how blessed he is. And so really that's what Simeon is doing. He's just thanking the Lord. He's just lauding God. He's just recognizing that the Lord has blessed him, and he's blessing God and just acknowledging that. So that's what Simeon's doing. He's, he's filled with thankful wonderment and joyful and glad, joyful gladness, and he sings. But the song and the prayer has a message. It's an edifying song, and it has a message and the message is of the blessing for which he blesses God. The greatest blessing of all that God gives us. And what's the greatest blessing of all that God gives us? He gives us his Son. He can give us no greater blessing than that. His only begotten Son. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and, the, and Simeon is now holding that son, and thus he blesses God. He, he realizes who this child is, and he blesses God for him, who is the chief of God's blessings. You remember how Paul said, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift, and he was talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Unto us, a child is born. This is the child he holds. He's a born child, but he's also a son who has been given. Isaiah chapter 9 and the verse 6. So he's blessing God for the child that he's just taken up in his arms and he's holding now. He's blessing God for the Christ child. But you notice he is poetic. 
He doesn't just say, mine eyes have seen thy Christ. He could have just said that, but he's filled with the Spirit, and whenever a man's filled with the Spirit, he has to break out into poetry. He has to find the words wherewith to describe such wonders of God. And that's what is happening Simeon. He is poetically singing and praying and expressing his blessing to God. And so he, he breaks out into prophetic poetry, and he describes all that Jesus Christ is, and all that he is to Simeon, and not only what he is to Simeon, but he even goes beyond that, because you'll see there in the text that he says in verse 30, "'Mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before me, for me. No, no, he goes way beyond himself. He's breaking out into poetry here. He's not just thinking about his own salvation. He's thinking about the world. But thou hast prepared before the face of all people a light to lighten the Gentiles. Not just me, but a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. So you see here, he's, he's embracing the whole world. As he embraces this child, he embraces the whole world, all people, the Gentiles and the Jews. He knows that this is a child for the whole world, for all people divided into Jews and Gentiles. So here's a wonderful thing, this Jewish old man in the temple in Jerusalem, and he's holding the Christ child, and in the spirit of prophecy, he sees that this child isn't just for him. Not just for him. He's for all people. And I think that's amazing. Simeon is not just inward and parochial. His eyes are not blinkered, and he's not selfish and he's not narrow-minded. He's not an intolerant Jew. He knows that he holds a child for the whole world. And that's very, very important that we know that. So, so look how he puts it. All people, he says. And actually, it's, it's in the plural in, in the Greek. It's actually all peoples. A salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all peoples. Now, where's he getting that? Where's he getting this language? Is he just making it up in his head? No. He's a man filled with the Word of God. He's a man who knows his Bible. That's how the Spirit works in a man. But the Word of God is already in him, and the Spirit comes on him, and he just brings a word out. And so he's getting it out of his Bible. He's getting it out of his Old Testament. And also he's remembering the announcement to the shepherds, because I believe, and I think Luke wants us to tie these tales together, that Simeon is one who's heard the song of the angels and the announcement of the angels to the shepherds, because the shepherds spread it abroad, and no doubt Simeon has heard it. And do you remember what the, the announcement was? Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And it's the very same expression. It's in the plural as well. For, to all peoples. All peoples. That's what the angel announced 
And now Simeon is singing it. He's for all peoples, just like the shepherds said, just like the Old Testament predicts, for all peoples, for all peoples. And he defines all peoples, unless we are confused about who all peoples are. It's not just Israel, not just the Jews, but how is the world divided in the Bible's reckoning? It's divided into Gentiles and Jews. That's how all peoples are divided in the Word of God. And so he says he's a light to the Gentiles. He's a salvation light to the Gentiles. And he's a salvation glory to the Jews, to Israel, all peoples, not just Israel, not just the Jews. And so this is a a world embracing him. This child is for the world. And so you're in the text tonight. You're in the Bible. You're in this verse by virtue of being a Gentile. Now, I don't think there are any Jews here this evening, but if you are a Jew, you're in the text as well because it says here about Israel. But we are certainly in the text, all peoples, and we belong to that aspect of the peoples who are Gentiles. So you're in the Word of God. And this Christ child is for you. He's for you. Do you believe it? He's for you. That's what Simeon's singing about. So what is he then to the world? What is this child that Simeon holds to all peoples? What has God made him to be, this newly born infant, this child born and this son given? What is this child to the world? What is this child for you and for me. And Simeon describes it in three ways. The Lord Jesus is is all of these three things. He is God's salvation to all people. He is God's light to the Gentiles. And thirdly, he is the glory to Israel. This little baby, 40 days old, This is what he is. And this is what Christ still is. God's salvation. God's light. And the glory. The glory. So salvation, light, and glory. That's Christ. That's what he is. That's who he is. And he is this to believing Jews and Gentiles. Salvation, light, and glory. Glory. Now, when it says he's the light to the Gentiles, it's not excluding the Jews. He is that to the Jews as well. Of course, he's light to the Jews as well. And when it says he is the glory of Israel, it doesn't mean he's not the glory of the Gentiles. Of course, he's the glory of believing Gentiles as well. He's this to all believers. So he's not that he's one to Israel and he's the other to Gentiles. That's not what the poem and the hymn means. It's a poetic way of expressing. He is this to all who believe, whether Jew or Gentile, as Paul expounds it in his epistle to the Romans. Whatever their nationality, whatever our ethnic background, it doesn't matter anymore. Here's a child who is our salvation. Here's a child who is our light. Here's a child who is the glory among us. The glory among us. First of all, then, the Lord Jesus is God's salvation. We did 
touch on this this morning. He's God's salvation to and for all people. He is salvation for the Jews. He is salvation for the Gentiles. Simeon says, thy salvation. He's a divine salvation. He's a salvation sent from above. And that is a fundamental of Christianity. Where is salvation found? It is found only in Jesus Christ. This is a fundamental of the Christian faith. And Simeon is saying it. He's singing about it. He's holding him. He says, thy salvation, I've seen him. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. It is, as Peter said on the day of Pentecost, neither is there salvation in any other. He's not holding a whole pile of things and they're all the salvation of God. No, Muhammad's not in his arms. There's only the Christ child in his arms, Jesus Christ. I am the way he grew up to say. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. There is salvation in no one else. Do you see then that child in the manger? Do you see that child in Simeon's arms? Do you see that child who grew up to be the man of Nazareth? Do you see that man who died on the tree and was crucified between two thieves? Son of man, son of God. He alone is God's salvation. That's the message of his birth. There's there's born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That's the message at his circumcision. He was called Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. That's the message when he's brought into the temple to be offered unto God. He is God's salvation. That's the message that he gave to us at the communion table when he said, this is my body broken for your salvation. This is my blood shed for the forgiveness of your sins. It's the message of his birth. It's the message of his death. It's the message of his person and of his work. This one, this one alone is the salvation of God. And he is the one Simeon is singing about. And he's the one that Simeon's ancestors have sung about. Like his father Jacob, who as he lay dying, he said, I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord. That's what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for the Simeon experience. I've been waiting for that promised one to come all my day. I'm still waiting, even as I lie on my bed. I'm waiting for thy salvation, O God. And Simeon is the one who is waiting as well. But now he takes him up and he says, At last, at last, the one that my father Jacob waited for, at last, he is here. He's here. It's Christ. You remember how it said in the prophet Isaiah, all flesh shall see the salvation of God. That's Christ that the prophet is talking about. We read from Isaiah 49, and I think that 
Uh, Simeon has Isaiah 49 in his mind and in his heart when he breaks out into this song because it's the servant of Jehovah that's spoken about from the womb in Isaiah 49. He definitely has it in his mind as he holds this child and he's using the words out of Isaiah 49. And he's, in that chapter it says, It's a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob, not just for Israel, to restore the preserved of Israel. I'll also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation. This is where he's getting it from, Isaiah 49, a light to the Gentiles, that you may be my salvation unto the ends of the earth, to all peoples. And Simeon is singing about that, God's salvation. This is him. This is him. This is a servant who come out of the womb of the virgin who has been spoken about from the womb. This is him. This is the one God the Father has spoken to himself. You, my son, will be my salvation to the ends of the earth. And Simeon breaks out into song. Oh, I've seen him. I've seen him, Father. He's your salvation to all peoples. I've seen him. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Now notice that Christ is God's preparation because he says there, thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Christ is God's preparation. Thou hast prepared him. You remember the Lord Jesus said, a body hast thou prepared me. He prepared a body for him in the womb of a virgin. And the Son of God joined himself to that body and was incarnate. God manifested in flesh. He's the one prepared. The body prepared. The humanity prepared. He's the one provided. He's the Son given. He's the Son sent. He's prepared for him a body and he's sent and he's provided to be the salvation of sinners. God's provision That child, our Lord Jesus, is God's provision for us. The provision for the forgiveness of our sins. The provision for our reconciliation to God. He is the provision of God for us. And my fellow sinners, I have to say to you, God has provided for you a Savior. A Savior. He's provided a Savior. He's prepared Him Himself for you. He's the very Savior we need. Everything that we need for is provided in Him because God has prepared Him for us. He's done it in His kindness. He's done it in His love and in His grace. And now the prophet is is singing of it. And notice how he expresses it, that this provision is before all people. No, no, he says more than that. It's before the face, before the face of, of all peoples. It's before their very faces all flesh are to see the salvation of God. He's provided before their faces. Before their faces for them to see. Not behind their back. Not in an obscure corner. Not concealed. But openly. Fully. Before our face. To be seen. To be believed in. To be taken up like Simeon takes him up. Before all faces for all arms of faith to take him up, to be seen, to be embraced. God doesn't hide his salvation from you. He reveals it to you in his word. 
He sends his preachers out into all the world to proclaim it before the face of all people, that everybody will have eyes like Simeon to see it, to see Christ, and arms like Simeon to receive him and to embrace him. He's before your face. Do you not see him by faith? Have you not the arms of faith to receive him and take him up? He's before your face. Because that's how God has ordained it. He's the Savior crucified with the inscription above his head in Hebrew, in Latin, in Greek, because he's a Savior for all the world. He's a Savior for all men. He's a Savior for all peoples. He's a Savior for Gentiles and Jews. If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men, all peoples, unto me. And so he will, and so he shall, and so he is. And that's how God has ordered that the gospel is to be preached in all the world. So Simeon's not just singing this because it's about him only. Oh no, he sees it. I just can't selfishly have this child to myself. No, he's for all men. And so he sings. And as I said, he gets this, uh, this singing, these words from the Bible. And he often already sung this in his psalm book. He would sing the Psalter from he was a child. And these kind of sentiments he knew from infancy in the singing of the psalm. Psalm 98, for example, the Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He's openly showed his salvation and his righteousness. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel and all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. He knew his psalms. And he sung of this in his psalm. He's just taking up the psalms as he sings this hymn unto the Lord. And so the prophets predicted it as well. For Zion's sake I will not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp, as a light that burneth, and the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory. The Christ child, the light to the Gentiles, the glory of the people of Israel, God in heaven promised, he said, I won't rest, he says, until the day I send my Christ, and I do that. And he's done it. And Simeon is holding him up, and now he says, I see it, Lord, I see it, I hold him, I hold the one that you promised, and you predicted, the light to the Gentiles, and the glory, the glory, I see him, Lord. And so Simeon believed and embraced that Christ. And sinner, you need to do it as well. As I said this morning, you need to be a Simeon. You have no excuse. The Savior is presented before your face in the gospel, in the word of God. He's handed to you in the cradle of Holy Scripture for you to see and to look upon and to lift in your arms and take to your heart and receive by faith. And as many as received him to them, give he the power to become the children of God. 
How can you reject him? How can you turn away your face from him? How can you turn your back to him, the one whom the Lord puts before your face? How can you turn away and turn your back? And yet that's what Israel has done, isn't it? They turned away. What does the Bible predict? He's despised and rejected of men, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. It wasn't that God hid him. No, God presented him before their face, but they hid. They hid their faces from him. Don't hide your face from Christ. He's presented to you in the gospel. Don't don't turn away. Don't turn away. But receive and believe. And so he is God's salvation. He's also God's light. A light to the Gentiles. That's what Simeon holds. He's holding a light in his arms. Not only... Light, not any light, but God's light. The only light. The world's light, the light that it needs. He himself grew up to say, I am the light of the world, not just the light of Israel. I go beyond that. I know that I am the light of all the nations and of all the earth. He's the light of the world, a light to the Gentiles, and not just of Israel only. He's a Savior, not just for the Jews. This was the amazing thing. But the whole world he is a saviour for. And Gentiles are emphasised here because at this particular moment that Simeon sings, where are we? Where were we in Ireland here whenever Simeon's singing this? You know where we were? We were in darkness. Thick darkness. And our ancestors were sacrificing their children to pagan gods. And we were in paganism. And we were in darkness, utter darkness, the blackness of darkness, darkness that, was, that could be felt. Extreme darkness and thick darkness. And that darkness looked eternal and it looked unchangeable. But in God's grace, Simeon holds a child that he knows one day will be the light to us here in Ireland. And it's happened and it's fulfilled. And the light's shining tonight in the preaching of the gospel. What Simeon sung is true. What Simeon sung 2,000 years ago has been fulfilled. Bless the Lord. Our Savior's a light among us. He's brought us the gospel light. He's brought us salvation light. We have the light from the pulpit and the light from the Word of God. God's grace. He's the son of righteousness who's just arising. And just the first beams are coming out of Simeon's arms. But he's the son of righteousness who's arising. He's arising more and more. And his beams, his beams at last have landed on these Irish shores and on this dark island. And we have gospel light. The light of Christ, our Savior, our wonderful Redeemer, and those rays and beams of light that come from his person bring to us healing, healing of our sinful heart, healing of our depravity, healing and cleansing and purifying through his blood. That's what Christ is. He is that to us. It's so true. Isn't the Bible wonderful? Who who could have made this up? We haven't followed Connolly DeVay's fables. It's so true, Simeon. What you said is true. It's been fulfilled. Christ is our light here in Ireland tonight. Us pagans, 
He's brought us the gospel, our Lord Jesus. It's so true. And so the, very, the verse is in Isaiah, a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation to the end of the earth. And part of that salvation is light. You see, you can't be saved without light. You can't be saved without seeing. You, you can't, because darkness has to be scattered. That's what de- the devil does. He kept us in darkness. This island was kept in darkness. He thought he was going to keep it in darkness forever. But the light came, the light of Christ and the light of the gospel, and it scattered. And what did we see? We began to see. We began to see we're sinners. We began to see that we're going to hell. We began to see what we're lost. We began to see that we need a Savior. We began to see in the light. We began to see that Christ was that Savior. We began to see the light shone. We began to see where the forgiveness of sins was, where it was found. We began to see how we're cleansed. The light caused us to see, and we can see now. We can see Christ. We can see our need. We can see our sin. We can see our bondage. We can see Satan and how he blinds us. We can see we need a Savior. And we can see now. And we see that Christ is that Savior. And we run to the light like the moths of the night, like the moths in the darkness. We run to the light. We fly to the light. We know who the light is. And we fly to him. It's Christ. He's our light. And in being our light, he is our salvation. And so poor, dark, and sinner, come to the light. Come to Christ. And then lastly, and very quickly, he's also the glory. He is the glory. A light to lighten the Gentiles. And the third thing, the, the glory. The glory of thy people Israel. Now, how is it that Jesus the Christ can save? How can he see? How can this wee baby, 40 days old, that's all he is in his humanity, he's just 40 days old, he just looks like a helpless wee baby. But how can this baby be the salvation? How can this baby be the blinding light that's going to illuminate the whole world? How can this baby be that? And this is the answer. This baby is the glory. He's Israel's glory. And that's how he can save. He's the glory. And every Jew knew what the glory was. How can he be my saving light, this child? He can be because, you see, he's Israel's glory. He's Israel's glory. How can he deal with my darkness? He's only 40 days old. That's just his humanity. That's just his humanity as you see it there at that point in time. But he's not just a mere man. He's the glory. He's the glory. So that's the answer. He's the glory. And that's why he embraces him and he believes in him and he trusts him and he knows that this child is the answer because this child is not just a mere baby. This child's the glory of Israel. He is the glory himself. And every Jew who knows his Bible knew, knew what, knows what that means. Simeon knows what he's singing about here. This just, devout, experienced, spirit-filled saint knows what he is saying. God in Israel is known as the Sekinah, the glory. 
God's the glory of Israel. You remember how the glory led them in the wilderness? The cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory, the glory filled the tent. It was the glory that filled the tent. And Moses wasn't able to enter in. He couldn't enter in. Why? Because the glory, the glory filled the tent. And he holds it to head. He says, this is the glory. This is the glory of Israel. This is the one. This is the one who led us in the wilderness. This is the one who's going to save us. This is the one who's going to bring us out of sin. This is the one who's going to bring us into the promised land. He's the glory. He's the glory. You remember how the prophet Haggai said, I'll shake all nations and the desire of all nations, not just Israel, but the desire of all nations will come. The new temple's just been built. It's the second temple. And it's just been built. And the people are looking at it and say, oh, it's not so big as the first temple. It's not so grand looking. And the Lord comes and he encourages them. He says, don't worry. He says, one day the desire of all nations will come and I'll fill this house with my glory. And that day has been fulfilled. It's come. The little baby's carried into the temple and Simeon sees the glory. And as far as he's concerned, the house is filled with the glory. And he says, mine eyes have seen thy salvation, the glory. The desire of all nations, the light to the Gentiles and to all people, the glory. He's come. He's arrived. We're not waiting for that prophecy to be fulfilled. That's been fulfilled. And Simeon's singing about it. He's come. He's come into his very temple. And he's the glory. He's the glory. He's arrived. He's arrived. You remember how the wife of Phineas, the daughter-in-law of Eli, how she called her name Ichabod because she said, the glory is departed. The glory went. The Ark of the Covenant went. Well, now here he's back. He's back in the temple. There was no Ark of the Covenant in the temple. It was gone. It was never restored after the Babylonian captivity. But now the glory's back. The glory of Israel. That's Simeon's faith. He's not just a mere baby. He's the glory. He's God. He's God manifest in flesh. That's what we confess. That's what we believe. Israel, uh, they had the adoption. They had the covenants. They had the giving of the law. They had the service and the promises. But they had the glory. The glory. Of whose are the fathers and of whom concerning Christ came, who is over all God blessed forever. He's the glory. He's the glory. And that's why he can save us, men and women. If he's just a mere baby and only a man, how could he save us? But he's more than man. He's the glory. He's God manifested in flesh. He's veiled in humanity. But he's God over all, blessed forever. And Simeon's talking about him. And he's the glory, the Shekinah glory. And so that's how he can save us. And he's talked about so often in the Bible, and with these references I just closed, the sun shall no more light be, be no more light, no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee, but the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, 
and thy God, thy glory. God's your light, and God's your glory. And that's Jesus Christ. Remember how Zechariah, the Lord in the spirit of prophecy in Zechariah says, concerning the church, I, I will be unto her a wall of fire round about her, the light, and I will be the glory in the midst of thee. I'll be the glory in the midst of thee. Remember Jesus says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. He's the glory in the midst of us. He walks among the candlesticks, and he's our glory. He's our glorious Savior, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the glory. That's how he can save you. That's how he can take away your sins. That's why his blood is not like the blood of any other man. It prevails because it's the blood of God incarnate. It's the blood of the one who is the glory. It's his blood. That's why it can wash. Do you remember how, how the Bible closes in the book of the Revelation? The city doesn't need the sun. Heaven doesn't need the sun. And heaven doesn't need the moon. They're all gone for good. They don't need their light to shine. Why? Because there's the glory of God that lightens it. Christ and the Lamb is the light thereof. He's the light and he's the glory now by faith. But he's the light and the glory of heaven when we go there. Simeon holds him. This he believes. This he confesses. This is his hope. And now he can die in peace. Now let me die, Lord. I can go now. I've seen him. And you need to have the faith of Simeon. And you need to know that that Christ child is the glory and he's the only saviour. And you need to take him up and trust him and embrace him the way Simeon did. And then you can die in peace. Let us pray. Lord, bless the word. Bless the word to thy people. Build them up in their faith and help them in their confession of the truth of the gospel. And open the eyes of sinners that they may see this salvation and come to it and embrace the Savior to their good and to his glory. For his name's sake, amen.